Right. Welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. I'm Jonathan Friedman, and our next guest up, we all know, Mark Furman, Tarlow Breed Hart Rogers. Welcome, Mark. Hi there, Jonathan. Pleasure great, to be with you. Great to see you as always, and uh, emerging from your uh, COVID uh, protection layer. Uh, <laughs> Not layer, but layer. Um, and, uh, I'm glad they got you on camera. So how's the world treating you and changes that are going on in the marketplace uh, as we speak, as the world opens up again? Um, well, I'm very fortunate all is, all is well, and I'm certainly busy after uh, a period that the courts were closed uh, at the beginning of this uh, for several months. But uh, it, it's certainly gotten busy and the courts have come back to life and cases are, are actually moving. Um, no trials uh, on the civil side, as, as you know, Jonathan, I handle business uh, litigation and- uh, Very thoroughly you know, and very well, I might add. Oh, uh, thank you. Lives. So, uh, you know, criminal cases take precedent, but on the civil side, cases are starting to move, um, you know, with Zoom hearings, which are very efficient. Um, you know, I actually enjoy them. They're, uh, they save a lot of time and uh, save clients a lot of money. And uh, there's- let, uh, let, let me pause there for one second, Mark, because in a traditional sense, in a civil litigation, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you, you, you know, the attorneys generally show up at court in the morning and you wait for your case to be heard. And it could be an hour, it could be several hours. You don't really, you, there's a general time frame, but as far as the uh, predictability of it, it's somewhat unpredictable, correct? Yes, yeah. for, for pretrial matters, uh, most commonly you get scheduled with other cases. So, um, you know, typically two o'clock for uh, preliminary matters in state court. And, uh, um, you know, unlike, federal court where they separate cases by say 15 minutes um, in state court there may be you know eight or ten cases called at two o'clock so you show up you travel to the courthouse and you wait for your case to be called and then you travel back so it's not uncommon to spend half a day depending on where the court is uh, um, you know, to handle a matter, but the Zoom technology allows it to be handled, uh, I think, seamlessly from wherever you are, really any place in the world. And uh, you just log on 10 minutes ahead of time. And typically you have your designated time and it's so efficient. And as soon as your case is done, uh, you know, you're done having to work on that case and there's no travel time, there's uh, no waiting in the courthouse time. So it's, it's actually, a, a, you know, a wonderful vehicle. I was in court the other day defending a request for an injunction and the judge made a preliminary ruling and then wanted the lawyers to work out some details relating to it if they could. So we broke into a breakout room, just the lawyers. Um, the clients who were on the Zoom call weren't part of the breakout room. Then they put us in another breakout room after the lawyers talked with our clients. 
And then we went back to a breakout room with the other lawyers, finalized the details, and then went back in front of the judge and got everything done. And it was so, it was so efficient with these mm -hmm. breakout rooms that it really shows the flexibility of the technology. And uh, another thing that I think the this the pandemic area has uh, shown is how efficient Zoom mediations are. Mm. And um, there again, it's because of the breakout rooms. So you can have your group sessions and then each side can go into a secure breakout room and talk about the case and meet with the mediator without the mediator. Um, so and, and there's really, no disappearing to take a call or walk down to the restroom. I mean, you have those small breaks, but it's much more efficient because things tend to hit the hit the mark in terms of timing. Yes, so we're, we're and, back at ten fifteen, where everyone's on at ten fifteen. You're you're noticeably missing if you're uh, if you're not on the Zoom screen. And it's uh, that's all true. And in addition, there is uh, no reason that the ultimate decision maker can't participate in the mediation because they can be anywhere. And uh, that, that's very important, I, I find, for uh, mediations to be successful. So I really like that technology. Um, on is, the is other there, hand- is, is there talk about it uh, becoming the norm? Is there, is there talk within the courts of, of moving to this as a new model or a hybrid model of sorts? There is talk of a hybrid model. Um, and we'll have to see how it goes. Now, on the other hand, um, I'm a little old school, despite my youthful appearance, Jonathan. And, um, you know, the depositions and, uh, you know, they're, I like to be able to see the room and, the, and as much of the deponent as possible. I like to see their, you know, what they're doing with their hands and how their body is reacting other than the face. We know and, you like to see them sweat, Mark Furman. That's no, no, why it makes you a great litigator. So it, <laughs> it's just, you know, you get, you get a partial picture and it, uh, I don't like that. Um, but it's here to stay, I think. And uh, as recently as yesterday, I got, uh, notices of three depositions by Zoom, and it's just that's where we're headed. In terms of trials, um, you know, we've we've seen the court lease banquet hall space hmm. um, to set up jury trials. I think so far in criminal cases, but uh, you know, these places that they have two hundred person weddings, you can easily socially distance. Uh, right. seated jurors, witness tables, and uh, witnesses, and the judge, and the clerk, and uh, the traditional courthouses, most of them uh, are very difficult to socially distance. Um, and I, so I think that's going to be the way, but I do think trials, I, I'm not expecting a civil trial this year of Mike cases that uh, will be tried. I don't see any of them trying in 2021. Hmm. 
So, so it, does, it, it should, does that mean further delays to the process or so so what can businesses expect if you're uh, going to be engaging in litigation a longer process of uh, pl please uh, know than it traditionally is which there's a backlog there's a, there's a greater backlog and i think where you're going to see the the delay is more um between the pretrial getting to once all the discovery is done and it's clear the case is going to go to trial. The delays are going to be, I think, at the end. Um, getting a trial date, criminal cases have to take precedent. There's a constitutional right to a speedy trial. And uh, that's where you're going to, um, I think, see delays. But, you know, when you have cases that both parties want to see if they can resolve it, which is early, which is certainly what my goal is, is to explore whether there's a path to resolution early before everybody spends a fortune. And there's tremendous risks associated with the legal process. Um, so I, I like to try to resolve cases. Mark, they're calling already. They're calling in. They're uh, calling my right, yeah, 1-800-DIAL-MARK-FERMAN. Some, some political contribution, no doubt, because nobody else calls me. <laughs> Good stuff. So, so we're seeing a shift in the landscape. What else are we seeing in the, uh, you know, for businesses to pay attention to, uh, you know, with the vaccinations coming on board and there's a lot of talk as to required vaccinations, documentation, uh, you know, I would imagine it opens up a whole world of legal uh, issues for people, potentially. Yes, there are a lot, Jonathan. Um, you know, everybody, I think, is reimagining the workplace and what's it going to look like? How much space do they need? I don't think people think they need the same amount of space today as they as they thought they needed a year ago. Uh, are they going to have uh, everyone back in the office or is it going to be a hybrid model? Are people going to be forced to come back to the office? And if so, how many days a week or how many weeks a month? Uh, what about vaccinations that are available? Should an employer force employees who want to be in the office to, uh, to get a proof they've been vaccinated? And then the complicating factors, even with considering that issue, are, but what about religious issues? The United States Supreme Court has made it clear that the uh, rights to exercise, free exercise your religion are going to be respected by this Supreme Court. We've seen that in some of the decisions to close churches and um, other religious institutions during the pandemic where um, the Supreme Court intervened and said, no, you can't. You can't do this because of the First Amendment. So uh, it's unclear uh, what the legal overview is. It, it exists with regarding, uh, you know, balancing the employer's needs to provide a safe workplace, maybe even a legal obligation to, with an employee's corresponding rights, uh, you know, what they think of religious freedom. And then you have the whole anti-vaccine uh, folks who are skeptical of 
getting vaccines uh, because of distrust of the government or the scientific community, irrespective of religion. You know, we're going to have to see where government agencies like the Department of Labor, OSHA, uh, these folks weigh in the courts. So there is a, I would say, a, a legal landscape that is up in the air. And I'd encourage employers to be cautious and don't assume that they can do whatever they want in this area, uh, because I think uh, there is going to be government regulation uh, through, um, through the states, through the federal government, and the courts are going to monitor whether the government has gone too far. It's uh, these things, I mean, everything seems political today. Um, this is another area. So it's, it's all I can say, Jonathan, is it's complicated. It, 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 it absolutely is, Mark. Always great to have your insight and have your, 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 your thoughts ahead of the curve. Mark Furman, always ahead of the curve. But it, you're, you're absolutely right. I think we're, we're, you know, we're still worrying about logistics of getting vaccines. Nobody's really dealing with the implications of vaccines, non-vaccines. And, and I think we're going to see for years to come challenges and the courts are going to be backed up with challenges from people, uh, employers, employees, uh, et cetera, because, uh, you know, some days I look at it and I go, oh, everything looks back to normal. And then you realize that there's virtually nobody still on the roads. I mean, from, a, you know, five o'clock on a Friday, you can be on, you know, the highway and there's nobody out there. And so I, I think there's still a lot of people hunkered down at home. And, and when those uh, people's employers start saying, hey, you have to come into the office, I think we're going to be in for a shock. I think there's going to be a lot of people who balk at it. You know, they become people. accustomed. And yeah, I talk to people who just love working from home, and I've also talked to people who hate it. Um, you know, they miss the camaraderie, and and uh, you know, I think something is lost in terms of culture if everybody is not in the office. But I think something Great. is also gained in terms of for some people who can be productive. Of course, I don't have little kids at home that I have right. to be uh, taking care of. And uh, I'm closer to the stage where my adult kids have to take care of me. So that's <laughs> good, good stuff as always, Mark Furman. If people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach you? Uh, my direct line at my office is 617-218-2025. My email is mfurman. F-U-R-M-A-N at T-B-H-R-Law.com. Mark Furman of Tarlow Breed, Hart & Rogers. Always a pleasure to see you. Always a pleasure to have you on Radio Entrepreneurs and always great to hear your insights. Great to see you, Jonathan. All right, be well. And we'll be right back with another segment on Radio Entrepreneurs.